Hi, this is Shelby Mena from The Rotation. And this is Zane, CEO of The Rotation, and we want you to tune in to the Meet Me for Lunch podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Meet Me for Lunch podcast. And today for lunch, we have the Rotation Club in the motherfucking building, baby. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Let's go. So we have Zane Fostock. Um, who's the CEO of the Rotation Club. He's been instrumental in the brand's business development, operations, and inventory me- merchandising. And uh, we have Shelby Manna, who is the Chief Creative Officer of the Rotation. Welcome, you guys. Thank you for being Welcome here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So what's up, guys? What's popping? I think we need a shot. I think we need a shot. Give him a little, give him a little vibe. <laughs> Shelby looks nervous. I am very nervous. (laughs) And I'm very warm. You were were right about taking off the jacket. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll turn the temperature down a little bit. Because, yeah, that Hennessy hit real right. Oh, yeah. So, um... The Rotation Club. The Rotation Club is a street rental platform that you guys started in 2019. Can you guys tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Rotation was started by me and my two friends, uh, Baron Roth and Zachary Pabella. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got going just in the five boroughs for about eight months and uh, kind of got gauged, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, idea of it. It's, it was a new model for everyone. Wanted to see how everyone, like, you know, uh, received it and mm-hmm. everyone loved it and since then we've expanded nationwide and um it's just been you know just upward ever since that's amazing i fucking yeah. love yeah. the company i actually um caught wind of you guys through a google rabbit hole <laughs> so what you uh what'd you search for for that uh so it started with um <laughs> so kev Lyles, he had gave the company this book called shoe dog um, by Phil Knight and um, I was like rereading it and um, it was talking about like factories in Japan and shit like that and like clothes and shit and then I was like I started looking into like clothes and then I got into the rabbit hole on how like um, uh, hold on I got it right here so 80% 84% of unwanted clothes enter a landfill or an incinerator Last year in the U.S., um, 11 pounds of greenhouse gases are created by one pound of clothing in this life cycle. And 80 pounds of clothing is thrown away yearly by the average American. So um, I was and then I got into the rabbit hole of like hemp clothing and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, how can I because I wear a lot of clothes. So I'm like, how can I how can I what can I do for the planet? The sustainable and then and then that's when i was like rent the runway i went into rent the runway but i didn't like anything on there of course and then um i think i i I think i did look up like streetwear rental clothing companies and stuff like that and that's that's when i found you guys and i was like yo this is fucking dope um and then i was like you know what i'm gonna just subscribe to this i think i started with like four clothing yeah. Um. At the time, to- at a time, you, I thought you asked for sixteen at first, right, or something like that, and then you. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy. Because oh, I wear a lot of freaking clothes. Um, but that's how I caught one of you guys, and I've been a fan ever since. I've been I've been with you guys since 2019, actually. So you, yeah. I guess, like from the beginning, definitely. 
Um, and I and I'm still here. Early access yeah, member, founding member. She, yeah. Yeah. she always has like a new shirt, and I'm like. Yo, you buy new shirts every time. Yeah. She's like, no, this is rented. And I thought she was bullshitting. I didn't even ask her nothing. True, I'm like, because uh, she, she jokes a lot. So, yeah, yeah. so I'm like, all right. And then she said it again another time. And I'm like, yo, put me on. And then, <laughs> Ain't no rapping my cat, baby. That's how, it is. That's how you say it. But anyway, um, so how did you guys, how did you meet Baron and Kenneth and Shelby? How did you, how did this all start? Like, was it like in college or like? Honestly, Baron was before college for me. Uh, we okay. were friends since seventh grade. Uh, down in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we've, we've been friends ever since then. And um, I've helped him, you know, here and there with some of his early businesses in college. He made another app back then, uh, more of like a social type thing. Um, and then we moved to New York together and, and decided to get this going. Um, we built it up with Zachary Pabella, who went to Duke University. We met him here in the city. And then, you know, just in January, or a little bit earlier than that for you, right? Well... So it was crazy. Like I had this, I found the rotation sort of half found, like sort of the same way you did. Mm. Like I had a birthday party in March, and I like wanted to fit, and so I would, like Googled rental streetwear because I didn't want to pay like four hundred dollars for like a look I was only going to wear once. Right. Exactly. Right. And then um, I couldn't find anything, and I was like super annoyed. And then me and Baron had actually gone to college together. He was good friends with my roommate at the time, Gabby Gosh. Shout out um, to Gabby. Shout out to Gabby. <laughs> um, and we were like in the car on the way to the Hamptons, like for Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and like three months after my birthday's in March, so three months after that, like a year and a half ago. And I was like, "Hey, like I heard you were like working on that app." He was working. Baron was working on the app, mm-hmm. uh, the Kim Kardashian app, the like mm-hmm. where you take a you screen screenshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you take a and then you put clothes on people and stuff. Well, you screenshot the app, and then, like, it tells you where you can buy the outfit in the screenshot, which I thought was genius Whoa, already. he started that. No, 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 no. He he, they the... just brought him on to, like, help. Oh, for the team. Like, Got you. Stage. So he was a part of the development yeah, team. Baron's uh, an engineer. Uh, yeah. Oh, dope, so dope, dope. Yeah. So I was like, I heard that you were at uh, screenshot. Um, how are you doing now? He's like, oh, no, actually, I started a streetwear rental subscription company. <laughs> wow. Like, I just Googled that three months ago. You were at my birthday party. Like, <laughs> he literally, w- He literally was like, oh, I love this fit. It's like, it was such a mind fuck. And I literally, I was like, tell me everything. Like, pitch me. Like, tell me everything. Right, right. And so we're there, like, in the backseat, like, on our way to, like, three-hour car ride to the Hamptons. And all he's doing is, like, pitching me. And in my head, and that was like July. In my head, I was like, I'm gonna. Inv- I invested a little bit. I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna invest. And when I came to the meeting, actually like a couple weeks beforehand, mm-hmm. I had decided like I hated my job, my previous job. Where were you at? Ghostwriting uh, fiction novels, which nice. sounds great, but like the after the first one, it's like trash. <laughs> yeah, and like. Um, yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna ask for a job because y'all had no marketing at the time. Their their Instagram were like their Instagram was like three little square tiles, and I was like, y'all look like a scam, like literally in my head because y'all had such a y'all. Had, you did. You look like a scam. <laughs> no, no. That's, good. That's good that you walked in and, and, and gave your point of view because you a woman's touch. Oh, you yeah. heard. Yeah. But they're, I mean, but they're all, like, they were, like, really, like, I sat there in the meeting, and I was, like, I had a whole list of stuff, like, ready to go, and I was, like, so, like, yeah, I want to invest, but, like, 
can you give me a job and can I pitch you? And they were like, yeah, give, give, us, give us everything. And, like, literally I would say something and Baron would be like, holy shit, that's fire. Like, literally so supportive from the beginning. I was like, okay, this is gas. Like, this is going to be good. And that was mm-hmm. in February. Mm-hmm. So that was a whole, like, eight months after we had had the conversation. Wow. And then I was like, okay, give me a job. And then they were like, okay, you start tomorrow. Like, let's go. Wow, that's so, freaking dope. Yeah, so I know you, you wear many hats. So you was in the novel industry. We like it. We just found out. <laughs> and you're also in the music industry, correct? Or you just deaf? You yeah, so I'm helping with Chris. Uh, my friend Chris is out in Brooklyn, and he, you know, uh, manages a collective of Brooklyn rappers. And, you know, they're doing their thing, and they're building, and I'm helping with their projects and helping with Chris has a a bunch of other stuff going on where he's helping labels and I'm helping because the rotation is amazing in that like the community that it like the people that that come through Mm -hmm. and just sort of show their support I always sort of as like the creative director wanted to be like okay well how can we support you back and it's just lucky that like there are a whole bunch of amazing like producers rappers engineers that like are part of our community. So I'm always like, I'm like, how can we use the network to like build out projects or help, you know, with creativity and stuff like that. And it's been, it's been amazing since the beginning, just tapping the network. That's freaking dope. Zane, you, you have two master's degrees, right? I do. Oh, so one in finance and one in entrepreneurship. And you used to work at um, Price Waterhouse Coopers, right? I did, yeah. Um, how long were you there for? I was there for about two and a half years. Got it, got it. It was a really it. corporate job. I didn't really like it very much. Right. Um, at the time, like, on the side, you know, after hours, I would, you know, consult with Baron and Zach on design choices for the company when they were when we were just getting started. And, um, you know, came in with all the, the ops work for them as well, for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, back in December, I was just like, you know, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done with this. Uh, so yeah. I quit my job and I, I started full time uh, at the rotation in January, January one. Wow. So it's been about a year now. That's amazing. Yeah. Man. I, it's unbelievable to think it's been a year. I'm sure for everyone in general, but yeah, <laughs> no, nah, that's January, amazing, but. dude. And that's a big, a big risk too. Cause like, you know, like was you guys doing really well by the time you quit or you guys still, it was, um, you know, we were still, we was just when we launched nationwide. So there were definitely oh, some question okay, marks, okay. you know, it wasn't, right, right. it wasn't, you know, set in stone that we were going to succeed. Of course, like that's part of the risk. I, I felt my job previously was such a, a safe bet yeah, yeah and yeah. it was almost too safe. I, I, I was ready to kind of, you know, uh, branch out and do something that was a little bit more risky for, of course, you know, a better reward and, and to be more gratifying towards like, you know, people and, and be able to support them and like you know actually like Mike, sorry. oh yeah no problem. <laughs> um you know just be able to like make people happy with certain things where i was before it was all just you know like the numbers and things like that right. with big corporations it wasn't it wasn't anything like you know one for one like oh like i'm getting compliments on these clothes or things like that so i've really enjoyed like that entire aspect being able to you know give back and like really like build a community around around rental so what was your what was your favorite part of the company that that made you take that that big leap that that had you convinced like okay I'm, I I want to be part of this team Yeah no absolutely I would say it was number 1 my personal interest in fashion was like huge like hugely instrumental in me wanting to leave because it's something that I've always been into more as a hobby for the past you know mm-hmm. 5 10 years my dad 
uh, is, you know, really into it. He's, he's an older guy. He's, he's European at heart. And I mean, he is European. He's not an American. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, like I got tons of influence from him with more like traditional brands like Ferragamo and like, you know, Cuccinelli and like, you know, brands like that. Um, and because of that, I was like, this is a great way for me to blend my business knowledge and experience that I've had with, you know, a more creative aspect that I enjoy so much fashion, of course. So that was the number one reason, you know, being able to come in and say, Hey, I'm going to go start buying all these clothes for the company, get to see all the clothes and, you know, touch them and really like figure out what I think people want to wear. Yeah. Um, and that, that's always, I mean, it's, ever evolving like what you know what i think people want and what people actually want yeah and then like you know? in in those corporate jobs there's not much of a creative expression through like fashion everybody's no. just wearing tie suit no. and some no, floss exactly. suits and i mean i gotta socks. say it wasn't it wasn't bad like not having to think when i when i got yeah. dressed in the morning <laughs> like school but, and shit but you know uh, everything else is definitely you know very dry very kind of you know vanilla and i needed something more than that so. Yeah, and then Shelby, you you have like a passion for fashion too. You know, yeah, yeah. Was it your grandfather, or your father? My grandfather, yeah. So he, you know, 40, 50 years ago, he started a, like was the big menswear person like with the stores and stuff in our hometown in Brownsville, Texas, which is right on the border. So like he would I mean Politicians in Mexico would come through, like, drop, like, 10, 15, 20K, like, per season, and then go back, having bought, like, Hugo Boss, Armani, all these insane brands that I, you know, when I was little, I I loved being in the store, and I loved being, you know, associated with the nice store in town, Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. like, and it just kind of, it was funny, because when I was little, my mom reminded me this like recently. She was like, "You always said that you would work at the store, and it didn't make any sense because you would wow. work. You, you said you would work at the store, but then you also said you were going to move to New York. So I didn't really get it. And now you've done it, and now it's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, like that's fucking like that's crazy. And you know what's crazy too? Like I was actually here last night at the studio, um, and I was talking to somebody, and they was just like, yeah, I don't really know what I want to do. You know, especially now during the pandemic, like I know that I don't want to do this, but I want to do something. And I was like, well, what can answer that question is what did you want to do when you was a kid? And nobody told you anything about anything. Like, what was it? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Like, if I ask you, what did you want to do as a kid? And then she was like, she was still stuck, but I'm like, you'll think about it. And it'll come with maybe she just didn't want to tell me because sometimes people are shy. You know what I'm saying? Like. Even for me, when people used to ask me what I want to do, I'd be a little shy. But I'm like, now I'm like, I'm a fucking record label executive. Fuck is you talking about? You know? Um, But yeah, that's what kind of helped me get out of my funk, too. Because at at some point I was stuck. I was like, damn, what is it that I want to do? And I'm like, you know what? What did I want to do when I was like eight? And it was like, yeah, it was music. All right, cool. So then that's my lane. Like, there's no doubt about it. So it's cool that, like, you was able to trace back. Oh, yeah. And it's it's literally been everything like i'd watch i'd watch the devil wears prada like 40 times that's such a good movie i know jesus christ and i watch it with my mom and like we know every line together it's like (laughs) i was always wanting to be in fashion but i just never thought i like had a way in because fashion's very like you you have to know somebody to know somebody to know somebody but i also wanted to be a film director growing up i also wanted to like write movies and like 
everything that I've ever wanted to do is perfectly encapsulated in this job. Mm-hmm. And you can do, like, it, it's so many different things. And I wanted to be involved in music. And it's like. And you are. Everything. Right. It's mm-hmm. every, Because fashion, and specifically streetwear, is everything as it relates to people. Mm-hmm. Which is the best type of, like, industry to be involved in. Anything related to people. Because you always have stories. You right, always right. have, like, something interesting to build an idea around. Mm-hmm. Were, were you guys worried? COVID hit? Like, did it slow down business? I mean, I'm sure it did. Yeah. No, a little bit, definitely. I mean, we had to pause our operations for a couple months, you know. When everyone's on complete lockdown, yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. tough to justify the price when, when you know, you literally can't do anything. And even if you're on Zoom, it's only from the waist up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so, still be fly on Zoom. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's... I knew it was going to kind of turn around and, and, you know, even since June, I would say, uh, it started picking back up. We had so many people come back who were on, you know, we put people on pause and mad, like 95% of people came back. So everyone was like ready to come back. They just like physically could not, they were like, I I'm really ready to like, they would email us and be like, I wish I could join again right now. This was like, let's say in April or May. Mm -hmm. Um, and then by June or July, everyone was back. Yeah, because so, people yeah. started going outside and yeah, parks and that's the thing. Like, yeah. uh, you know, unlike Rent the Runway, that did so mu- that has done so much for formal wear and things like that. Like, we're everyday wear. So as long as people are going outside and seeing some friends, you know, that's that's enough justification. To, right. to I wanted it. to ask you guys that too because you can't. You guys both come from like luxury brands, like you know, European brands and stuff like that. Why streetwear? I think. Uh, generally, streetwear is kind of like integrating with those those luxury brands. Now, yeah, Nowadays, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where the the lines are blurring, so it's it's much more. It, it seemed much more obvious for for me and for us to kind of like get into streetwear as opposed to like just doing our the Armani's of the world, for instance. You know, and look at like Fear of God and Zenya. Mm-hmm. You know, they've done now two or three collabs together, and you know, it looks great. It's a great mesh between the streetwear world and the traditional, like, Italian, like, well-to-do. Yeah. Like, you know, European fashion vibe. So I, I can see that evolving, you know, over time. The next five years is only going to be more and more of that. So we wanted to be on top of it. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the benefits for some so someone subscribing to the to the brand and to the, to the app? What is What are some of the benefits? Yeah, I mean... I th- for me personally, I think the benefits are just being able to wear what you want without having to have that upfront cost. You know, you spend much less upfront, and you can switch out what you wear, experiment with things, try out brands that we recommend to you that you might have never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to prop up a lot of like up and coming designers from around the world. So um, we've had some Korean designers in as well, called like Weekenders and ADD, mm-hmm. for it's instance. Dope. And people have been renting them like very, very much, mm-hmm. and. Prior to that, you know, they've never been propped up in the U.S. Customers and I don't like their website. <laughs> I tried oh, buying some stuff from their from shit there? from their website, and I was like, nah, let me nah, go back to my I don't shit. I think you can switch it to English. Yeah, so I was I like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good look for you guys, because you guys are giving exposure to brand new brands. Mm-hmm. So you guys are like breakthrough, like breaking them. And that's fire. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, that gives me the most satisfaction on the brand side as well. Like just being able to prop these brands up that have had no exposure in New York or anywhere in the U.S. So, and the thing too, but this is the, one of the reasons why I like you guys a lot. But like 
for example, like when I'm like on the road and I'm like going crazy and I want some fly shit, like the same day that I land, I'll go to like the mall and buy some shit and a medium a kith medium is not the same medium as super if supreme and it's not the same medium as so i will always end up with clothes that didn't fit me and i will pay like a hundred dollars for a shirt that like i ended up just giving away because you know it just didn't fit right but i needed it for that moment and i made it look fly or whatever but i can't make it look fly all the time because it doesn't fit right so that's one of the reasons why i like you guys a lot and i appreciate the subscription plan and like why was it that you guys did subscription based versus a store a store meaning like just yeah like stuff straight up? yeah like why didn't you guys just put up like a store in times square call it, and, call it and call it the rotation yeah. club like why is it a subscription yeah, no, I. Do you have anything? I mean, I, 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 I definitely do. I've just been talking a lot, so. <laughs> do it. Okay. Do you mean a store in, with rental, like still rental? Yeah, like a storefront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but with break. rental components still involved. Mm-hmm. I think that's hard because, like, how do you get to, like, with subscription that's nationwide? We just ship it out and it's, like, a monthly thing and you can try it. Like, we have unlimited with rental. Like, mm-hmm. you can, you know, try something on and if you hate it return it and we get send it right back with a storefront that's just a very like singular point mm-hmm. of contact because people got to come to that city or to that place or to that right you know. but don't get us wrong we're down for like a pop-up we're down mm-hmm. like one i mean that's the problem it's like once covid like really like gets taken care of and we mm-hmm. enter a semblance of normalcy. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of the in-person interactions that we're going to have, like all of the pop-ups, you know, fashion shows to help underrepresented brands, mm-hmm. you know, like complex con, like everything is on the table. And to really like bring in that element of like personableness, like like having a session of producers mm-hmm. where you just have producers like of all different types of like professionalism where mm-hmm. you know you have big producers who like have been in the game for 10 years you have producers who popped off of one single you have these young producers who like don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. and are just really interested you can get them all in a room together mm-hmm. like from our network and they could all vibe and see what we create like that's not mm-hmm. so the in-person thing is just a whole other level that we just haven't even been able to unlock mm-hmm. for like circumstances beyond our control right but like once we get there it's gonna be like holy shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, definitely exciting so what was your reason though because you said oh, you yeah, had a reason yeah. oh, my, i think my reason generally was was access uh people don't necessarily have access to you know streetwear designers they can't go into st- like someone in mm-hmm. kansas city for instance that's a fact like can't there's no blue and cream or opening ceremony mm-hmm. in, in, in Kansas City. They can't go to like a boutique streetwear place to to mm-hmm. look at clothes and see what they like and what fits well and what doesn't fit well. So like yeah, we could have done it in New York City, but you know there's a lot of competition here, mm-hmm. um, and we saw there were so many more people around the country that would like to you know try out some more fashionable items right. and, and get involved with some more contemporary designers. Uh, that haven't been able to have access to that. So I think that was a big reason why we wanted to do digital and like keep it just like online for now. But as Shelby said, like we would love to do pop-ups in major metro areas that, you know, 
act more as just a storefront. Uh, it's more of like a services type thing. You know, mm-hmm. come in, we'll do dry cleaning for you when you have items and you want to keep them for longer or, you know, we'll give you styling advice and sizing mm-hmm. advice and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, like way more stuff. We'll have events like, you know, in the same vein as like Soho House, for instance, like do like movies or mm-hmm. like do, you know, have a designer come in and talk to our members himself yeah. or herself. Um, things like that. The yeah. dry clean was one of the reasons too why I fucked with you guys a lot too. <laughs> you don't like dry cleaning? No, I love also. it. I love it because when you, you when it, the laundry, like the detergents, it's yes. bad. It's bad for the for the planet. Yeah, that was my. That's one of my questions. Yeah, because yeah. I know when I wash my shirt, it it, it goes small. So now, yeah. So that's yeah, it's true. It take, they take care of the clothes and stuff like that, and you're also able to buy it because like. Okay, Kith, for example, the medium is fucking extra large for me. Yeah, it's pretty big. But yeah. when I find a small on, on the website, <laughs> I'm able to buy it because I know that's my size. And yeah. when I go to the Supreme store, I know that's my size now. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I thank you guys for that. Um, but I also feel like the subscription-based pricings, that's like the future. Like, even like Mercedes-Benz is like, they have a subscription plan. And BMW, too, like... Mm-hmm. They have subscription plans for their cars too now. Yeah, it's like a thousand dollars a month, and you could get any car you want monthly. Mm-hmm. And you could trade it in and shit like that. So like, you guys are just totally yeah, in the I mean, future. It's just more and more things are becoming subscription. Yeah, like I can, you know, I lease my phone, I lease my car, exactly. I lease my house, you know, whatever it is, or rent, lease, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Like more and more things. It's always a hurdle for the next thing. Like people were like Uber, like. Someone uses yes. their car to, to like drive people around. That's ridiculous. And of course, now it's like, you know, mm-hmm. second nature. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. And also yeah. The, the sustainability aspect is huge. Going back to that. Yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. That was, that was like what really caught me that like, you know, the fish weren't getting poisoned anymore. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. contributing to that. I mean, not to saying? say that all of our, the brands that we have are sustainable brands themselves. But we at least increase the shelf life of mm-hmm. a lot of those clothes. Exactly. You know what I mean? And we, we do try to bring in a lot of sustainable, like upcycling type brands, you know, brands that are reusing fabrics to create new clothing. Like that's all great. And we want all of that as well. But for the brands like, you know, that still are doing the traditional way of making clothes, uh, you know, we might as well try to increase the lifespan of those clothes mm-hmm. when we can. Mm-hmm. How how you guys came up with the different subscription? Because I know you have two pieces for eighty nine, three pieces for one twenty nine, and four pieces for one fifty nine. Mm-hmm. So, y'all sat down and just came up with the, like how y'all came up with that. Post? Yeah, no, we had a dartboard with all the different numbers. Screw <laughs> 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 it. No, I mean obviously there's like pricing and stuff involved, like a lot of Excel sheets, you know. Used to be good at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before he converted. So, yeah, yeah, before I converted. No, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was all just a pricing thing, you know? Like, we've been experimenting with a lot of discounts, especially around the holiday season, too. We want to see generally what people are willing to pay for the pieces that they're that they're renting and how long they're renting them for. How does that process um, work on, like, getting clothes? Like, you guys get them wholesale? Like, how, how does that work? yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's you. That's, you are merchandise. That's his question. <laughs> no, do, you, do you guys reach out to vibe. a particular brand? You guys have relationships yeah. and stuff with like yeah, the designers. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, So like at the very beginning, like we had no reputation. Obviously, you right. know, we're like this new model that no one really knew about. And we would go to a brand and they'd be like, "Fuck off!" Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And that was also, I mean, to to 
to COVID, honestly, it kind of helped us in that way where COVID was able to, you know, brands weren't able to sell a lot of their clothes at, at Saks or Nordstrom or Blue yeah. Beam a lot of dead or, stock. Mm-hmm. or opening ceremony. So a lot of brands started coming around since March, but just taking it's a crazy. step back at the beginning, we would like be as hacky as we could. You know, we would shop sample sales and we would, you know, ask friends who had good style if we could like borrow their clothes Borrow. We never give them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I bought them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sample sales are a key. Sample sales. You find a lot of fire. Yeah, exactly. Oh my Underrated God. fire. Yeah. yeah. Shout out 260 sample sales. No facts. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I get yeah. emails from them. Shout out to 260. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it started out super hacky. But, you know, ever since I would say December, January, uh, me personally, like, really just started you know, doing as much as I could to build wholesale relationships. I was shopping shows in Vegas and in New York, you know, mm. the trade shows, Project and Liberty Trade Show, all those really big ones. Um, massive. I had no idea how big they were, honestly. Yeah. Like insane, insane. Like 10 football fields of clothes to look at. Wow. Yeah, insane. Um, and His dream. Yeah. <laughs> right? dream well, I mean, Shit, that's dope. you got you to gotta really search. Not everything is great mm-hmm. at those places, mm-hmm. I got to say. That's why I hate thrift shopping. You yeah. find some dope shit, but it takes you like you two patience. hours you so to much find patience. that shit. Fuck yeah. that. So much patience. So for our listeners, because I know Jelena's very familiar with this, so she says she likes you guys cleaning, cleaner service. Yeah, right? cleaning yeah. service. So what is it? What dry you guys, cleaning. dry cleaning. So what you guys do? So you guys don't want us to wash the clothes, right? Like, no, I mean, yeah. we, we recommend that if you do, of course, you know, read the label mm-hmm. and just like do it yourself. It's funny because like you were talking about, you know, doing it, dry cleaning yourself mm-hmm. and i feel like nowadays there's so many clothes that they want you to jump through hoops to like clean the clothes it's mm-hmm. like wash it inside out separately yeah. like <laughs> like you know like dry, dry, like put it on a drying rack but not in the sun like mm-hmm. in the shade but definitely mm-hmm. outside and you're Sage like it. What the yeah. Sage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah send good energy yeah. and it'll dry yeah, yeah. Pray, pray to the, exactly. pray to the like, fashion gods spin around three times stop That's yeah Spongebob yeah reference. so you guys just take care uh, of that <laughs> I love that so yeah like we you know we just partnered with a dry cleaner locally in New York City that um, you know we trust them to like read the labels and do it themselves and we just ship it out to them and they clean it and send it back and we also do all the shipping as well mm-hmm. I mean that we pay for the, the shipping and the returns too oh wow yeah mm-hmm. free shipping yeah. baby so, I should get my, to my crib so, mad fast. So, hold up, my fault. so what happens if, if they damage it, though? Like if I spill yeah. something? In yeah, I mean, so we have we have like light insurance on all the pieces. So if you if you lightly damage That's it, there's like a small stain or something like that, you know, clearly an accident, something, yeah. you know, you didn't expect to happen, we'll cover that. It's totally fine. Of course, if you send back a shirt that's like ripped in half, we're going to charge you. Which has yeah. happened. Wow. Which ha- not often. Not, yeah. not, often. not, not often. in half, but like it but was like mauled. It looked like he was mauled by a freaking bear, this guy. Yeah. I would have just sent an email like, y'all fucked up, guys. <laughs> but here. It was a drunk night. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, man. You, I'm but it's because, <laughs> and, and I was telling them this the other day, too, when we was when we had like, um, was it lunch, dinner, whatever? Dinner. I, don't even, I don't know what day it Early is. Dinner. Early, Early dinner. Early dinner. Yeah. I was telling them like cuz they were saying like some people be complaining like on some wild shit and then I was like it's cuz you guys look mad fucking legit. Like you don't know that it's these two young people behind that website so people go on there and just say some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? They don't, but I feel like now once people know that you guys are like grinding it out and started from the bottom, I think people will have more patience and take care more of the clothes, you know. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. 
Yeah, I mean, I worked in the restaurant industry a lot when I was young, you know, just like high school. Like, mm -hmm. It's unbelievable, like, the types of people you get and, like, the things that some people can say, like, just to save some money. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's not like they're really – I mean, of course, like, people have concerns and, like, we address all those concerns. Mm -hmm. But some people just want to, like, you know – Get their money back. Just get their money back yeah. any way they can and just complain, like, as much as they can. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we, you know, answer them respectfully. But at the end of the day, like, you know – those types of people, you just kind of, just let them go. Yeah, they think you guys are like a big corporation, but <laughs> it's a grind. Yeah, you know what I'm no, saying? Yeah, definitely, it's definitely a grind. But we, I mean, we've we've put in a lot of time and effort to looking like that and to looking very as legit as possible, mm -hmm. so that we, you know, we can stand up to sort of these like bigger brands who have, you know, immense resources and are trying to get out into rental. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, the reason you're not doing as well is because you haven't really built out the community. Like mm -hmm. you haven't really like gotten onto the, into the ground and like literally asked people like, what is it that you want? Mm -hmm. Okay. I hear you implement that. And I think that's what we've really gotten down very well. Just supporting our members. Like you asked, like, what do you get? Well, you get, you know, clothing rental, you get that whole process, but you also get a network of insane creatives. You get like, unlimited support from us you get like whatever you need to feel safe and happy in your choice to like support us so this is this is my boy um brand right it's called the baby clean so let's say if he wants to connect with you guys and put his clothes in the rotation how was the process for honestly just Email us, email email us, or message us on yeah, our most. website. I wow. mean, super easy. We 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 do get a lot of those requests sometimes, and basically all we need is some type of story behind the brand. Yeah. You know, as long as we can relay that story to our members and at least have some idea like where it came from and what it's all about, um, then you know we're happy to to onboard you guys. And we, like I said, we want to prop up up and coming designers as much as we can. So, you know, if someone says, oh, I, I put like, you know, whatever, like a random print on a shirt and that was it, like, yeah. like the one shirt, we're, <laughs> we're going to be like, nah, like we're good. But but anything, any type of like, you know, story or just anything interesting to talk about with it, as long as we can convey that to our members and people who want to join, I'm sure, you know, people trust us. That's the thing. More so than just rental, it's community. You know, it's like trusting us to provide brands that people yeah. don't know about but want to try out and things like that so as long as we say hey this brand is pretty legit and you know good quality and the prints are nice like the color like i love those colors on that that's great yeah some keith herring vibes too oh yeah, yeah. actually yeah. Yeah. um then yeah absolutely that's fine that's actually was my next question like mm -hmm. so how do you guys go about that like you both charm in like how do you guys go about that like Let's say one of you guys' members has a subscription and only knows about, like, let's say luxury brands. Mm -hmm. But it's not that familiar with streetwear brands. So how do you guys go about that, like, implementing that? Because I know you mentioned that earlier, like, there's new brands, there's brands out of Japan that I think that's fire. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so how do you guys kind of, like, pitch that to your members? Mostly through, right brand now, bios. through... Yeah, brand bios. Let's talk about that. What, what is a brand bio? Yeah. Brand bios posts like just giving a little bit of context and I think like when you pull from the community like Harry from Gracious MFG like he came through us like a guy one of our members was like yo I have a friend who has a brand and this brand ended up being Gracious MFG which is freaking 
fire yeah. as hell. Yeah, like Odell Beckham's worn them. A Odell Beckham, times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Brad Wing, like he has yeah. all the NFL like on lock. But like Harry has been so amazing with like you know we did a shoot with one of his pieces and he got us on like Young Water Gun the like Instagram page the yeah, and it's like it's a lot of that it's just you know building stories around brands building stories around pieces giving a lot of information out like answering any questions accepting Mm -hmm. accepting any like when someone brings you a brand not being dismissive being like okay i'm gonna look into this doing very thorough research behind it and then seeing at the end of the day like yes or no will this vibe within the context of the inventory because if the members like don't touch it like we don't want to like create false hope within designers, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it's just a different market. Like you might just be dealing with a different market. Yeah. So like when you go on the website boogie, and you see like a shirt, you click on a shirt. There's a description on like the designer and like the history of the of the brand and stuff like that. And that that's what that's the the bio that they was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can stay with the clothes as long as they want, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and they have the option to buy it as well too. Yeah, yep. and the longer you hold it, the cheaper it will be to buy as well. Yeah, yeah, that's freaking dope. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I mean, I think more importantly, like the amount of times it's been rented will go into that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, if it's been rented, if you're the first person renting it, like, you know, we'll give you a little bit of discount, but it's not going to be as much as if you know anyone else has worn it before you, because then of course it's used. Right, point, right, right. You know, we're going to give you a solid discount. But it's crazy. Honestly, at that point, you you. Oh yeah, good. good. No, but it's crazy how much like new inventory we still have, like stuff that has never been opened ever, Mm -hmm. and like people get like first round, second round, third round, maybe a fourth round, Mm -hmm. and then it's decommissioned. And the most graceful thing in that process is that by the time it's kind of ready to, we're ready to like let it out of inventory. Someone's already ready to buy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very like. Very lovely cycle, and then it just takes on, and you just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a butterfly. A <laughs> like the, a butterfly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a child who's grown up and gone to college oh, and is just ready shit. to like, yeah. live Out his life. Nest. Yes. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. How important is it to involve black-owned brands for you guys? Um, Extremely yeah. important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we already have, I'd say, probably around 15%. Yeah, we. I remember we... we mm. uh, Pledge the it's called the fifteen percent pledge. Is that what it is? Yeah, it was yeah, an IG yeah. campaign. Aurora, she mm-hmm. does a fifteen percent pledge. We accept when we accepted it, we were at thirteen percent. Okay, and now we're probably closer to seventeen, eighteen. Okay, it's insane though how like we get every like any sort of really cohesive black brand that comes to us, we onboard pretty much like immediately. But because there's just no funding towards black brands, mm-hmm. it's incredibly hard. You have the top, I mean, you have Virgil, you have Heron, right. you have like Pierre Moss. We have all the big brands, but it's these like younger, like up and coming. And, you know, I'm good friends with John Dean and we just onboarded his collab with LeBron, which was amazing, which we got through PR, that connection. I mean, my friend Sid, yeah. she just did her vote shirt. That was her first shirt ever. And, like, she, oh, my God, that vote campaign was just insane. And it's, like, it's literally just, like, she literally DM'd me. She was, like, Shoves, I have a shirt. Tell me if it's good or bad. And I hate, I hate when I get those messages because <laughs> I'm, like, 
fuck. Okay. <laughs> and especially when it's someone who's like, who I really like, I was a fan of Sid before, like we even were She's friends. a dope photographer and she, um, oh she's a photo, she's a photographer for the gov for the Republican party in Alabama, right? Well, yeah. So she was or not yeah, by choice. Was. She got fired. It was a whole big thing. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. But no, now she's getting into fashion photography because yeah. we're lining up those, we're lining up those jobs yeah. for my girls so that we can get her into New York. But she, so she sent me that DM and I was like, oh, fuck, okay, okay, game face. And she like sends me the shirt and I'm like, holy fuck, no, this is great. Yeah, this is, this is good. We're good. We're good. And she's like, you're not bullshitting. And I'm like, no, I would not bullshit. And it's literally a relief that I don't have to bullshit. Right. Because sometimes you have to like kind of maneuver out of it. But like. Yeah. So strong, and that we onboard. We're on, so we haven't actually onboarded it yet because of problems with her supplier. But like to gas that up and to like you know create it as a separate entity, like to do a whole vote campaign around it and be like, we'll have the shirt when we're capable of. But if you want it now, buy the shirt. Like here's the link to buy the shirt. Because we're not, like, stingy with our shit. Mm -hmm. But that whole vote campaign ended up, like, reaching so many people. And the pictures that came out of it, like, it's one of the things that I'm most proud to be involved in. Like, me and Zane both were in the campaign. It's one of those yeah, things that so I'm going to look back on in 30 years. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, I took that picture after four days of production. Like, I'm literally like, kill me. He's there. I'm like, I don't want to be, I like, I don't shoot me. She takes like four or five frames and is like, you're done. Like, yeah. Oh, thank God. But like, it's one of those things that I'm going to look back on in 30 years and be like, we fucking did yeah. that. Like yeah. you, me, we, we fucking like mm -hmm. were part of this girl's and, vision. And the most, I think, in my opinion, the most important campaign, presidential campaign exactly. in my lifetime. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was really proud. Of, that's the only reason why I did it, too, because she hit me. She was like, you want to be a part of this? And then I was like, oh, OK, I fuck with the photographer. I'm down. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that you guys are collaborating with um, black owned brands. Definitely. Um, because we're definitely the underdog in this shit, yeah. and we're the yeah. flyest. Fifteen percent. <laughs> yeah, Aurora James. So, so Aurora's pretty much asking for. Aurora, <laughs> Aurora is pretty much asking for a fifteen percent pledge that major sort of like, you know, the Bloomingdale's, the Targets, the. Reserve fifteen percent of their shelf space for black-owned brands, mm. because you. I mean, we. I went through the same thing where I was like, fifteen percent pledge. Oh, we got that in the freaking bag. Like, mm -hmm. and then I started doing research, and then I went through every single one of our brands, mm -hmm. and all these brands that I thought were black-owned brands were two freaking Scandinavian really dudes mm -hmm. out in like Denmark. I was like, what are you? What like? Because the culture stems from black creativity. Mm -hmm. And there are a hundred brands that tried to rip off that black creativity. And because of their network and because of, you know, just an imbalance of power, they get all the funding. Mm -hmm. And so it, it feels like streetwear is black owned, but it's not absolutely mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. You have two, th three, four, five of the big top brands that had to have come up through music. Virgil mm -hmm. came through Kanye. Mm -hmm. Heron came through Virgil. Mm -hmm. You know, like, all, like, and it, it's such a, like, 
very thin pipeline to mm-hmm. get to success for black owned brands. Mm-hmm. Whereas white brands, you just have to have the vibe and have a couple connects mm-hmm. and you get funding and build that out and you're still stealing and cheating and from the black community. Mm-hmm. And it's continuous. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's insane. So it's like we really have to, that's what I love about us. Mm-hmm. We are the great equalizer. So you can have that Scandinavian brand, you can have Virgil, and then you can have like the basement brand in Brooklyn, that one guy doing it like by himself. Mm-hmm. And because you're, pl- you're because you're paying the subscription price and because everyone is getting the same type of su- subscription, there's no sort of like extra elite level, whatever mm-hmm, the fuck, like mm-hmm. everyone is on the same fucking wave mm-hmm. and everyone is on the same playing field so let's see who fucking gets it when it's only about creativity mm-hmm. and then we can give that info back to brands like we would do with tommy from tombogo we literally pulled the audience i'm like how do you feel about this how do you feel about this how do you feel about this and help those smaller brands build the fuck up and get funding yeah that's why i understand that um yeah remember that <laughs> That rant that Kanye West had on the Sway in the Morning um, interview when he said, you ain't got the answer, Sway. We don't know the frustration that happens behind the scenes for black designers. And that's what he was trying to get across. It's like, yo, like these people get the funding, funding, but because I'm black, I don't. They think I I should just be a rapper. You know what I'm saying? And, And it wasn't until like I was like, Damn, people don't understand what he's it's it's went over everybody's heads and everybody was just seeing him frustrated. Definitely. And that that so that, no that yeah, and it's just like damn, you guys just don't know. Like I was watching um, Rick Ross. He was saying like a hater is somebody that that likes to um, talk about what you do, but they've never done it. Talk mm-hmm. about the things that you want to do that that you should do, but they've never done it. And I was like, yo, that is a fucking hater. Like you don't know what the fuck I do, but you got an opinion on what I do. Fuck out of here. <laughs> then you do yeah, it exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's like nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. I, I mean, honestly, I think. You know, to talk a little bit, I guess, against against Virgil. I remember when he first started as the creative director at Louis and he was like, I'm trying to make this more inclusive for everyone and Mm -hmm. like blah, 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 whatever. I mean, Louis prices have gone up since since that since he became creative director. Like at the end of the day, like, yeah, like it's great that he's in the position that he's in. And, you know, like he has this whole family of people around him to like, you know, kind of diversify like the Louis Vuitton brand. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't really taking that step like louis vuitton is never going to go cheap enough to for like the average person to to rent or or to buy you know what i mean so we're really trying to like you know take that and really make it inclusive for for everyone you know what i mean and just kind of say hey like you can rent louis you can rent this you can rent that and it's accessible Mm -hmm. you know what i mean I hope he finds his way back. Sometimes, you know, you get lost in the path and then you find your way like, oh, shit, this was my, yeah, I mean, like, I'm my plan. I'm not like the biggest, like, Virgil hater or anything nah, like nah, that. No, 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 yeah, like, but it happens. Like, it I know a happens. lot of people are now, but, like, that's not me, but, yeah. You oh, know after I mean, what, to, that tweet, that was weird. I'll be yeah, honest with yeah, you. No but it, it was the <laughs> pandemic. We had people going crazy. Wait, what tweet? Did when? you hear about the fifty dollar thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep it too virgin. That was that was bad. I was like, yo, bro, what the bad. hell are you doing? <laughs> I think he got um, canceled. But what trends you guys want to see in 2021, or that you guys foresee? Um, personally, like, yeah, like, I would, I would like it to go more minimal, minimalist myself, and I hope that it does. I mean, when I say minimalist, I guess I mean 
a little bit less branding that there has been in the past, like huge, you know, kith names or whatever it mm-hmm. might be, like kind of, you know, a little bit smaller, uh, sm- smaller branding and like, you know, different colorways, like, you know, more of like the futuristic, sl- but still, can, but still in the now. Like type. John Elliott? Yeah, he's a good start to that, okay. I would say. But his stuff is yeah, very like, you know, hang out on the couch type vibe, I think. Like, but like really good quality. Yeah, like yeah. great quality, yeah. great quality and like has its own nuanced cuts to it. You know what I mean? Very it's southern, like, mm-hmm. like very southern influenced. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. A lot of like, not chrome, but like, you know, gunmetal type colors and like, you know, uh, what would you call this? Like pastels, things yeah. like that. Like. Like Kanye, honestly, like to give him credit, like I love the style that he's had the past like mm-hmm. two years. Like mm-hmm. I love the colors that he wears and the general like, you know, shape that he's wearing like from top to bottom. And the sneakers too. Yeah. yeah. And the sneakers as well. The shapes but, are I mean, different. The, the colors. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 For the most part. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> there was that one. I was like, what? <laughs> so any advice that you guys would give for a startup company? Do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it and don't listen to what your friggin' jackass friends have to say. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to anyone and when do they, it yourself. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. they when any when anyone says like no, I mean if you really believe in your shit mm-hmm. and you really think that you have something innovative, like just go for it and do it in your 20s don't do it like do it when you have like the time and the space and the energy and the the creativity around you and the people around you to like prop you up like just go for it because and also i would say don't hesitate to ask people for help like someone who has never started a business before you know how do i incorporate the business how do i like get it started like what do i need to do like these aren't things that someone you know who is in another industry knows um, but I'm sure through someone or through LinkedIn or through whatever platform you want to go through, you can find someone who will help you to yeah. to tell you exactly, oh, you need to do this and this and this. And then it becomes a checklist at least to get started. And then you can really kind of focus on what you're what you're trying to do. You know, I think people might get a little apprehensive to or like, you know, a little scared to be like, I don't know how to actually start a business and like, you know, do all the administrative things behind it. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a lot of people out there who are willing to help. You'll find a way. Yeah. yeah exactly. Tap your network. Like, yeah. Exactly. Honestly, like, I wouldn't have known how to start a business. Like, I'm just lucky that, like, my good friend from college, like, was working on the thing that I really wanted to exist. And I'm really lucky that, like, I've gotten here to this point and it's, like, Zane has taught me so much about business that, like, I could probably just, like, peace out and start my own. No, <laughs> <laughs> But like, Wait, what? We <laughs> <laughs> missed it. <laughs> she said she loves the company. Yeah, she's going yeah. to stay, stay forever. That's what she said. Uh, I must have selective hearing, man. I, I, don't, know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but it's lucky, it's lucky that, like, the people, like, tap the network around you. Like, learn from the people around you. Don't, don't have any ego about it. If there's mm-hmm. someone in the room who's smarter than you about it, listen to what the fuck they're saying. And, like, Bing. take a step back. Like, be like, okay, I'm going to yeah, absorb like this. <laughs> Like that, yeah. <laughs> I've learned to st- take step backs though. <laughs> Ego is definitely like a big problem for me. But then I was just like, you know what? I'm fucking dumb. Let me listen to the person that's fucking <laughs> talking and shit. But um, dumb style. You so I'm a little smart. smart. You so smart. <laughs> um, Shelby, I know you Mexican. 
Hey. What are your favorite foods? Hey, I'm gonna Let's talk about it. Enchiladas. Yay. Yeah. Tacos. Uh, oh, it's, taco, it's Taco Tuesday, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. You should have some tacos. Is it Tuesday? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, I didn't know. Uh, what am I thinking about? Oh, pupusas. Like, I love, like, Colombian food. Like, yeah. Colombian, like, appetizers are where it's yeah, at. Yeah. Like, bunuelos, like... Which is back to Mexican. Like, <laughs> tamales. Oh, my God. I, I always have tamales for Thanksgiving. And my mom was like, you cannot come home. And I did not get my freaking tamales. Dang. I didn't get my tamales. I didn't get my proper barbecue. I didn't get, like, my proper tacos. Like, bistec tacos. Yeah. That's, that's everybody. There's a cart that sells them. <laughs> I know it's not the same like home cooking. Yeah, she's the worst with New York Mexican food. She's, she's like, this like, isn't real. This isn't real Mexican. I, yeah, it's true though. Yeah. yeah. Although in the past couple weeks, I have found a couple of like fire ass spots. What, what are the spots? The names escape me now. Got you. But I will text everyone. <laughs> the like fire shit. No, I found a place on Delancey. No, not Delancey. Like, like a, a mile away from my house. Like literally on. The corner of Delancey and some other place. I walked in. I was like, holy shit, I'm home. And they <laughs> brought me, feeling. like, chips and guac. And they brought me, like, like a, like, spicy marg. And they, like, were like, que necesitas, mi cielo? I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You felt, you felt at home. They were playing the music. Oh, yeah. I was so at home. I was just like, oh, That's shit. That's like yeah. being in Detroit and then going to a Dominican restaurant and the shit tastes like ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, take me back to uptown. When I, when I went to college upstate, I went to a Spanish restaurant. I'm like, um, who's cooking? <laughs> where, where upstate did you go? Um, Fulton Montgomery. So it's like 40 minutes away from Albany. Oh, okay. um, is, that, is it north of Albany? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I know Saratoga so? Springs really well. So it's oh, okay, okay. Right yeah, yeah. There. So yeah. it's near there. Yeah, 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 pretty yeah. close. Me too. I love Saratoga Springs, bro. Hey, represent. That's and awesome. Lake George. <laughs> yeah. You fucking love it. It's nice up there. What's your favorite food? Uh, favorite foods. I mean, since Shelby <laughs> said Mexican, mean, Shelby is Mexican. My dad is Lebanese, so I have to represent that a little bit. Um, great Lebanese place in East Village called Al Zatar. Check it out. Gotcha. You know, meze, kibbe, and hummus, and tabbouleh, and the whole Love nine that. yards. It's really healthy. Slightly <laughs> healthier than Mexican food. Yeah. Uh, Mexican food goes straight to your ass, bro. Like to your ass and to your long ass. Like literally, like oh my god. Boogie, tell them your experience, Boogie. I like everything. I had Peking duck last night. It was fire. Peking duck. Yeah, at a Chinese restaurant. Oh my god. I never had duck before. I heard about it. Really good. Right, the name of the restaurant. No, no, no. There's no. There is. There is. There is. It's a Peking duck house. Is that place, yeah. I think. But it's a, it's a dish. Like, they have it a lot of, like, Chinese places. You get some of the skin, some of the actual inside, like, you know, the meat, of course, and stuff like that. It's a bougie dish as fuck. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So this is a question for both of you guys. <laughs> so bougie. <laughs> what is your favorite? Uh, it's a double question. It's, what's your favorite luxury brand and what's your favorite streetwear brand? Both of you guys. <laughs> okay. Feng Chen Wang right now is my favorite luxury brand and peace bird is actually my favorite luxury brand and those are both asian brands yo asians begin it i fuck heavy with asians and like scandinavian brands they're just very like clean but also like 
you know, oversized, like not afraid to just be a little bit more elegant. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we love like Teddy. We love Kith. We love. I love Tommy, Tom Bogo. I, my friends, John Dean, freaking Harry, Gracious MFG. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. There are like a million fucking brands. Yeah. Like all the time, and more popping up. But I will say right now, Feng Chen Wei. Fire. But I, yeah. got, I like the choice. Yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about choosing? Um, for me, I'd say luxury, just to go like classic. Like I've, my dad like have, has ingrained this in my head, but Ferragamo, I'd say number one. It's I think they do a good job of at least recent the past couple of years. They keep it very traditional, but they it's slick, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 not as stuffy as some of some of the other ones. So gotcha. That's definitely like my you know number one old school type type brand. And then um, I've been wearing a lot of this small guy. His name is uh not. Physically small, uh, small <laughs> designer. Um, his name is Patrick Irvell. Uh, he had a lot of clothes at opening ceremony, but they closed down. So oh, um, I think he was he lived above the store opening ceremony down in Soho, and I don't know how much he's been selling otherwise. So you know, Damn. thought I'd shout him out. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to him. Shout out to him. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Irvell. Yeah, That's you named you named a lot of good brands as well. Yeah. Zane yeah. has the fire collab one, by the way, the Kith. BMW, uh, yeah, the yeah, pants, yeah. The pants. Fire pants. some good gray sweatpants. Yeah. We've had many a combo about those. Yeah, pants. <laughs> no, they're, re- they're really comfy. no. I love. Really yeah, comfy. when the BMW Kid Club came, like when it was announced, I was like, okay, they're trying to do like Teddy Porsche, and I was like, you can't do fucking ALD Porsche. Like that, that was so clean, untouchable. But then he dropped that video, and I was like. oh god this is the best campaign video i've ever seen like it made me cry towards the end with the music and like driving all the bmws through queens i was like holy shit vision yeah. is everything oh yeah. yeah and then the pieces yeah. come out and you're like okay like <laughs> i was wrong i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah we stay talking shit thank you thank you guys for coming and letting us, letting us know about the rotation um definitely subscribe guys it's good good uh company a great company absolutely the rotation.club check us out and what's the socials where can we find you guys on social media Uh, the rotation.club as well at the rotation.club on instagram uh the rotation.club is the web address and we have an app too called the rotation club (laughs) rotation club colon men's fashion i think (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, for now we're gonna update that but yeah Yeah. amazing (laughs) amazing. check us out check us out we're we're growing thank you guys so much